0: Hi, everyone. This is Jordan with the Space Social Podcast. I am joined by my dear friend, Natalie Workman of Natalie Wind Design. Natalie, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing so great. I'm so excited to be talking to you, as always. (sighs) Me
0: too. So I've known Natalie obviously for over five years because that's how long I've been married. And I Natalie's just like one of my dearest friends on especially on the internet like I just yeah. love her <laughs> I feel like
1: social we, media best.
0: if I if I don't dm you like two or three times a week I'm like oh my gosh I haven't talked to Natalie in a few days <laughs> I I'm love like it. I miss it aware <laughs> so Natalie designed my wedding dress I actually went to you before I even got engaged which I don't really have any shame like I just knew what I wanted
1: yeah no shame that actually <laughs> happens
0: a lot I bet it does the dress comes first it's it, the first thing it it's the
1: most important it's
0: a it's it's a maybe the second most important maybe <laughs> maybe we maybe maybe. need one okay. more thing before the dress <laughs> <laughs> so Natalie is just this amazing couture wedding dress designer based in Salt Lake um A lot of your clients are not from Salt Lake, and can I tell them the fun news that's in fall?
1: Oh my gosh, I haven't even announced it yet at all.
0: But let's do it. Let's make the announcement. We don't have to announce it on this. I swear to God.
1: (laughs) No, let's do it. This this feels good. I'm
0: not telling the news. Then you're telling the news. Oh my (laughs) gosh, this is not real. I like cannot. You do not have to announce this here.
1: no this feels this feels like a good time actually I feel like I'm okay. ready it's like oh my gosh. it's been a long time coming this is something it's like my biggest career goal <laughs>
0: I'm gonna cry that you're announcing this on my podcast right? <laughs> oh, I'm so honored okay go ahead <laughs>
1: okay so um I've been wanting to do the, to do this for like my whole life so um Paris Fashion Week is kind of like my <laughs> ultimate <laughs> ultimate thing and I signed up I've actually I just finished the like final payment for it so it's like it's paid for it's really happening so good time to announce <laughs> oh, it I'm going to the show go. in Paris Fashion Week this fall
0: <laughs> oh my gosh congratulations obviously thank I'm thank it. That's not a small deal. That's like the hugest, the hugest deal, Natalie. Like it's honestly. a
1: really big deal for me. So excited! Oh my excited. gosh,
0: yeah, this is my friend, everyone. She's going to Paris.
1: <laughs> and actually, I feel like announcing it on your podcast feels very fitting since you were one of my first clients. It just feels oh. like full circle. You've been with me on this whole process, so gosh. I just. I don't know. It just feels great. You're oh the right God. person to announce it with.
0: Oh, I am so honored. Thank you. <laughs> if not, I was not emotionally ready for that. This is amazing. <laughs> yes. So Natalie is going to Paris Fashion Week. I found out about this a month ago. So I've just been so happy for you. And I and now I guess I can tell people that my uh the lady who designed my wedding dress, the woman who designed my wedding dress, is going to Paris Fashion Week like yes. no big deal no that's big deal my, that's where my wedding dress designer is <laughs> um
1: I'll save my... a ticket for you if you want to come
0: Natalie do not do not. <laughs> I guys am I going to Paris in the fall <laughs> oh my gosh come um Well, you know what? We're going to talk after this because... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll
1: keep talking. (laughs)
0: Yes. Okay, I want to start with how you got into the fashion industry. I know that there are... I have an audience of people who are in that industry or one way or another or who want to get into it. So I would love to hear how you got into it.
1: Okay, so I always, um, always, always knew I wanted to be a fashion designer. So it was a really natural plan like path for me Mm -hmm. um so I studied fashion design in San Francisco and then I moved back to Utah which is a I mean there's really I mean people are always like why Utah because the fashion Mm -hmm. industry is I mean not really here so much so once I was here I found some friends that were um also in fashion design and had just come back from like out of state fashion schools mm-hmm. and we wanted more going on here and just um kind of a way to explore and build our skills so we started Provo Fashion Week and started yeah. doing shows. so we kind of a little bit built our own industry here a little bit like kind mm-hmm. of made our own opportunities because there really weren't very many so I started Provo Fashion Week, then we rebranded it to Utah Fashion Week. And then, in tandem with that, I started my dress business and started doing custom dresses. And it just went from there.
0: Oh my gosh. And now you're going to Paris Fashion Week. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> uh, I, the thing I enjoyed about that whole story the most is that you made an opportunity for yourself. I think that that is such a key sometimes (laughs) in this world is to just make it happen for you.
1: It really is. And I think that it's really easy to not realize how in charge of your opportunities you actually are. You just can't wait for things to happen. You have to just go out there. And honestly, when we started that, we had absolutely no idea what we were doing. And I think being very young and naive made it easier weirdly like I don't know if I would at this point in my life if I would have been like as brave
0: yes oh my god know. like I don't I know what it this is all the time I like I, I can't believe we're talking about this. <laughs> are you in my mind just tell me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, a hundred percent. Like sometimes I think the only reason I started a business is because I was postpartum and maybe not a hundred percent in my right mind. (laughs) Now that I'm here, I'm just going to keep going. (laughs) There you go. However it works. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, that's also, I'm not shaming moms. That's just kind of how I felt. (laughs) I agree is what I'm saying. I agree. I love that um so you made your own opportunities it's utah fashion week utah fashion week still goes on to this day
1: um so we kind of shut it down for covid and so it's it's kind of in hibernation mode right now so
0: yeah no totally makes sense absolutely uh um yeah so maybe this fall are you guys thinking to tbd
1: i don't know i mean it was such a great um such a great experience for me and i loved I love it so much but I just I don't know it's actually been a really big challenge for me to not be doing it Mm
0: -hmm. but I
1: think it's one of those things and this has been something that I've had to learn really in a really hard way Mm -hmm. because sometimes um, I think when you're an entrepreneur I think it's easy to love a lot of things and want to do so many things and I have to always remind myself like you can do anything but you cannot do everything and Mm -hmm. I think it's really easy to get burnt out and take on too much
0: yes and that's
1: kind of my most common (laughs) (laughs) um issue that I have that I create for myself so it's actually been a big learning experience to just sometimes you have to kind of let things go. And it's like, if you've invested a lot of time and work into something and really loved it, it's really hard. But I think it's been one of those things that's sometimes you have to grow out of things and, and keep moving. And I think that's kind of where that is at for me. Uh,
0: Well, I mean, I really appreciate you saying that here. I think a lot of the times when people come on podcasts, they're like, I'm successful. And I've never went gone through a hard thing especially in business um but I think what you just talked about is something is a very universal experience for entrepreneurs
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like we have to simplify or else it's just so much it's so so
1: overwhelming yeah just one just one thing is enough but yeah, always have at least three you know yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely yes it's, it's hard it's hard
0: to not have a couple of things going mm-hmm. for sure I I agree I feel like uh like just for my business when I started I was like I want to do this and I want to do this and I felt like it I felt like every area was lacking because I wasn't focused on anything like I was focused on everything so I wasn't focused on anything oh just yeah
1: like- yeah yeah for sure and you just can't really I well at least I found with myself I don't feel like I can ever really do my best work on three things at a time you know so yeah like producing a fashion show and per, like coming up with a collection for it and running your business and I, I used to like also have a part-time job when I was doing oh, all of that gosh. so I think yeah I mean burnout is real <laughs> Yes. And I definitely is. got to that point. And I feel like, I don't know. So yeah, it was a hard lesson. But I don't know. I don't have any regrets. It's been a yeah. lot of really great things.
0: Um, I think if, I love talking about burnout. I actually have a client who is a burnout coach. So I'm very in the know about burnout these mm-hmm. days. <laughs> but uh, yeah, do you want to talk about how you healed your burnout? Do you feel like you're still healing your burnout? I
1: definitely do still like feel like I'm healing it, but I think the, um, one thing that has helped me a lot is learning to kind of let, let go of control over everything and like let people help you. Yeah. So, um, and I think also a big thing for me has been, um, learning to value the work that I do, uh how do I say this? So I used to try to do everything and also do it for not enough money, which was also a huge part of the burnout. And now I've kind of learned to just um, take less work for more money. So that, and I think actually when you're starting a business, like I did a lot of free work and I think that's pretty Mm -hmm. normal when you're doing a creative business. Agreed. Yeah. To kind of make connections and build your portfolio and so it feels really good to be at this point. I think it's, I'm less prone to get burnt out because I charge enough for my time now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, right. And then, it's yeah, so money. I'll do less of everything for more money. And yep. I kind of found the right balance for that. And that was yep. huge. Yes.
0: The, I love the, like all the lessons you're talking about. Like, if someone just listened to this and applied it, <laughs> it, would <be> worth, <laughs> it would be worth so much. <laughs>
1: oh god I hope so
0: no it would I mean um I think to myself like the clients I've had who I've charged the least are the hardest usually
1: oh for sure yes actually this is like the biggest thing if I could tell anyone (laughs) if I could tell anyone starting a business any like the most useful advice I would say only take the clients that are really really happy to pay you uh, pay you like more than you're asking even because I feel like people I think especially women undervalue our work so much
0: yeah yes. and
1: um, every time I've had a client that asks for a discount they have been just like the biggest nightmare I, I don't want to I don't want to say this saying that honestly, like all of my clients, they're usually just the most wonderful people. I love oh my, my clients. Right. But it's like part of that is because like I've learned who to say no to. Yeah. And it, it's if people don't value your work, then it's going to be a terrible experience. And if they do, then you're going to love it and you're going to do better work. So,
0: oh, my gosh. Right. Uh, and like my clients, it's funny because like my clients who I find that are easier, like I don't mind hopping on and doing extra for them always. Oh, yeah. I'm like so happy to do more because you're so easy and I want to help you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like a no brainer. <laughs> if you want to um, support me, I want to support you. Yes. Oh, my gosh. um, It's I know I've talked about this on my podcast before. So I agree. I think it's very normal in the beginning stages of a creative to do some work for free or, you know, trade. I think that that's pretty normal. Um, When I first started, I did a huge meeting for a group of women in South Africa via Zoom. And I volunteered to like take a couple and do like a little strategy call. And one of them asked if we could have a follow up call and literally said the F word to me like multiple times. (laughs) <laughs> like what you're, like your effing strategy isn't working why the you oh, no. tell me this like you know they she'd been doing it for like a week and was hoping it would make her like a six oh. figure, which I never said <laughs> obviously I never ever said anything like that but uh-uh. yeah I just noticed the people that you do things for free or very low price are very high maintenance <laughs> they are I don't know why I don't I don't understand the psychology behind this i I don't either and sometimes it feels like I'd rather just like why not have fewer clients who pay more and let me do what I need to do instead of having many clients who pay less who all want uh, their finger in the pie <laughs> which yeah you know it's it, being a creative a lot of the times that what you're creating is for them but there has to be like a balance you know oh, yeah.
1: yeah it's like absolutely. they don't want to let
0: go of certain controls and you're like if you don't let go it's not going to be good that's why you're paying me (laughs) yep (laughs) it's like we've been through similar experiences
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely I think yeah I think it's pretty universal with creative creative stuff
0: yeah I agreed um so I so I I want to back up to how I found you so so many people I find through Chloe I think like the last two podcasts I've had I've been like oh I've met you through Chloe um (laughs) but I did meet you through Chloe I don't know how she met you but as I was starting to get serious with my husband (laughs) so it's like funny to say because we've like our our lives are so one now
1: (laughs) oh yeah it's been a while
0: like weird to like think about a time before that but uh anyways she was she was like, you need to go to her to make your dress. So I loved your style. The dress you made for me was incredible. So I just want to ask you how you, how did you, find how did you find your style and how do you continue to find inspiration for your style?
1: Um, oh gosh, I don't, I kind of feel like it's come pretty natural actually, but I think, yeah, uh, I think doing Utah fashion week was a game changer for me because um, it kind of gave me an opportunity to do whatever I wanted, regardless of what I thought that clients wanted necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and I think that's important to keep doing always is making sure I'm doing things that are just not motivated by clients but just whatever I want to do and from doing that it was very interesting because the things that I designed I think I did do some things that were like kind of planned around this will sell well and then these other yeah. things were just like
0: I'm just exploring and let me tell okay, really pause the dress you made <laughs> me nobody was, ma- nobody was wearing a dress like that before you made it for me did you know this
1: I I, I don't um, I mean, it was a really good dress. I really love that one. It was a really good
0: dress. That's I I'm feel seeing.
1: like it's pretty. It's pretty. I mean, it's a style that is you see now, now right. all the
0: time. What, but... so. I picked it because I hadn't seen that style a lot, like the oh, nude under that. the lace, and that's why. <laughs> that's literally the like. That's why I picked it. It's, I was like, this is it. This is the dress. But <laughs> um, for like a year after that, every other bride in Utah had. Smaller style, and not <laughs> for you. So yeah, <laughs> I noticed that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's interesting like, how Thanks. that works. <laughs> uh. Do you?
0: Oh my gosh, let, I, let's talk about. Let, let's come back to style. Do you? Do you find that you have a lot of copycats?
1: Oh yeah. I think, oh yeah. So let's talk about what copycats. I was saying, <laughs> so the things that I found. Turned out to be my very best designs were the things that I did not expect to sell well. They were very non traditional kind of new things. And I was thinking, this is nobody would actually buy this for a wedding. But then those are the things that went over super well. And then now they're ripped off all over Pinterest china brands are selling like doing scams with them taking my pictures it's very interesting and it used to really it used to be really upsetting
0: yeah that actually whenever I
1: saw that happening but I don't know I feel like now I just see it as motivation to just keep moving and keep coming out with new things and uh, I don't know (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's been really interesting
0: yeah I think as a creator it feels it does feel so violating to have someone like rip off your stuff. My work has not been ripped off at the level that you just expressed, though. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, the, I mean, the love, this level is, is people like using my actual photos. So it's, yeah, it's like if you copy, if you cop, if you make a copy of one of my dresses and you photograph it on your own model, then then I honestly just don't even care go ahead it's just when it's like well this photographer and this model everyone that participated in it and now they're not getting credit or I don't know you know oh it's terrible
0: yeah I I like I don't even really know what the laws are around that either
1: there I mean there really aren't many well so if people are using your actual photos you can I mean that's illegal but you know making a copy of a dress it's like right. there's really nothing you can do about it if it's like a 100 exact copy then then if you put in a lot of work you could sue them but i don't think it's worth it if you change yeah. like 20 percent i think of a design then it's totally legal and that's something that i try to do if if i ever have a client that shows me an inspiration of a dress like a dress yeah. that they want they have to change three things
0: because uh, I don't ever
1: wa- I don't ever want to be copying someone else's work yeah and I just think if you're getting a custom dress it should be custom own. let's make it your own
0: <laughs> yeah oh my gosh hello uh yeah that is I don't I don't even know how to wrap this up because I feel like it's just always going to be like an ongoing issue yeah and that's something world.
1: Yeah, there's just really nothing you can do about it. So it's almost like I just just don't even dwell on it anymore.
0: So I want to ask you next, what is a hard moment you've had as an entrepreneur um, and how did you overcome it? And then obviously next, up, we'll ask about your proudest moment as an entrepreneur.
1: Okay, so there have been a lot of hard moments and I feel like they all came from kind of the same place. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's kind of, uh, I've, I think this is a very common common problem when you're a creative and you're a creative creative entrepreneur and you're setting your own prices. It's really really hard to know how to value your work, mm-hmm. um, especially when you're starting out and maybe you don't think you're very good yet. Um, so obviously you're going to start out pricing yourself lower, but I think I've undervalued myself a lot, and yeah. that's something I've. Um, kind of overcome now and I would actually say onto your next question and we can kind of come back to that but I would say overcoming that has been my like biggest accomplishment so like yeah. I just made my most expensive dress ever oh
0: my gosh <laughs> is this the one that you've been sewing that's like hours and hours oh yeah it
1: was all hand beaded oh it was God. <laughs> And I'm so proud of it. And I am able to be proud of it because I charged enough for it. (laughs) And back to the other issue that I mentioned earlier is burnout. And I don't know, like, I don't, I don't think that my biggest driver in my business is money. And I think, um, I think I used to think it's like money, like being driven by money is bad and dirty.
0: Yeah, that's a super Christian. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, and so I think overcoming that has, I mean, I don't know. It feels kind of, it feels really great to just be like, yeah, I made money, and I'm proud of it. I'm not ashamed for asking this much money. I feel like I finally found the confidence that I, I don't know. It's been a long time. It's been a yeah. long time to get to this point, and
0: yeah, um, I know your business is five years old, like that's an incredible
1: it's five years and it feels like it's like 10
0: (laughs) you know do you know what's so cool natalie is my biggest goal for my business i'm gonna bring this back to your business in one second i promise but my biggest goal was to make it one year because i think the statistic is only like 10 percent of businesses make it a year yeah the statistic for five natalie is so small like it's even smaller really like it's so small and like there you are I really haven't thought about it but
1: yeah (laughs) this is a big accomplishment I didn't realize
0: yeah you should have an that's why I do an anniversary photo shoot every year it's like big it's like as big as my child being born (laughs) born.
1: (laughs) I love that I feel like it's really important to celebrate your accomplishments yes. and it's something I don't do enough because I think oh. I think it's really easy when you're in your business and I'm sure you know you've been doing it for long enough when you're yeah. doing you're trying to do so much it's so easy to just be like okay well on to the next thing on to the next thing but yes it's so important to just stop and realize what you did what you <laughs> already
0: did like I don't know I think you and I are both like recovering type a people <laughs> maybe still in the throes of it but <laughs> probably <laughs> it's just been a uh, yeah it's that just like simplifying and being like okay this can be easier I don't like, I don't know. It's not that I'm not putting my effort into it. It's just like there's certain things I love to do and there's certain things I don't love to do. And I just recognize what those things are and I hire, I pay someone else to do them.
1: <laughs> that is the way to do it. I'm still working on that. It's really hard for me to give up any control <laughs> of anything yeah. when yeah. it comes to my business. Yeah. But I don't know. There are really, really great people out there.
0: Oh my gosh. But... There, there really are. There really are. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> i i don't know i like that's why that's why i put out the type of content i put out is because i want to attract people like you like i know i met you a million years before i did this but like you are the type of person i would want to attract and so i make sure i'm attracting the, that person
1: oh that's a yeah that um actually i think maybe i listened to one of your po- maybe you talked about this on another podcast episode mm-hmm. But that idea of just like kind of finding your, your people.
0: You know what, you know where it was? It was on my close friends list. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) well, I love it.
1: I think it's a really big, I think it's a really, really important um, idea. And Okay. So as far as not getting burnt out, I feel like another, one of the biggest things for me is also just learning to only take the jobs that I'm really excited about. So it's like that. It's like if you put out the, co- yes. if you create the, if you create your ideal product and then that's the thing that you're promoting versus I think I used to just like, I'll make whatever anyone wants me to make and then yep. I'll be promoting that and then I'll get more of that work that's like not necessarily what I would have chosen to do right. but so I've kind of gone more in the direction of I'm going to make what I want to make and then those are the ones I'm going to promote and then I'm yep. only going to take the things I'm really excited about yes like that. and finding your ideal client is I mean I don't know yep. if you are connecting with your clients that also just kind of brings out my best work when I'm just right I don't
0: know, Right. I'm really
1: connected to someone. I'm going to do great things for
0: them. Right. Let me even tell you. I took on. A, oh my gosh. I like. I don't. I feel so embarrassed saying this, but like literally, it was a different time. I took on a client who was a war photographer. They liked a war, war
1: photographer.
0: It was war reenactment photographer. <laughs> and like, I can't even tell you. That's so not even anything I'm interested in. But it was just uh-huh. like time I was like this is what I need and I'm I was so grateful when it didn't work out because I think a fear I kept getting and you know I'm it didn't work out because neither of us were obviously each other's cup of tea (laughs) but um but I was nervous like what if he refers all of my clients refer and I I was like Mm -hmm. what if he refers like what am I gonna do (laughs) (laughs) I can't I don't want his friends as my clients (laughs) <laughs> but like all of my, all of my other clients, I want their friends as my clients.
1: Oh yeah. Yep. That's, that's like the best way to, to find new business for sure. Referrals. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. So yeah.
1: Finding your niche is important.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. I guess I want, I also, for that story, for people who are considering taking on a client who you maybe don't want, like think about guys, if I was down the path of like helping white old men and growing their social media like I can't think (laughs) can I tell you a critique he gave me I I he said I was being too like I was too expressive and literally (laughs) wanted me to like it was like so if I wrote a sentence it was like he wanted me to be like this is a cat and I was I would say this is like a yellow cat like that's how simple I was being (laughs) thought it was too much (laughs) I don't think we're for each other (laughs) <laughs> no, and that's okay. Everyone it, Yes, it is it's okay. O- it's okay. Um Natalie, can you tell everyone where they can find you?
1: Yeah, so on Instagram, I'm at Natalie Wynn Design and Wynn is spelled W Y N N. And okay. I actually don't remember my TikTok. I think it's just Natalie Wynn. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yep.
1: <laughs> Pretty sure.
0: Yeah. You've yeah. been I love your um you've been creating some beautiful lingerie pieces recently. Are they all custom or do you do the, Thank that as I do?
1: That is actually just my own personal project thing. I don't I've love. never done it for a client. It's just kind of it's really quick and easy for me. So when I'm in between big wedding projects, I feel like sometimes I need something really fast and easy to kind of that's actually something that re-energizes me and my creativity. Oh, I love. So, yeah, yeah, that's just for me. And I think it's actually really important as a creative to just do things for yourself sometimes.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. Yes. Um. Yeah. I love those. I'm always like, this is, I feel like I wouldn't want to take this laundry off. Like I would be offended <laughs> if it was taken off. <laughs> what are you doing touching this? <laughs> okay. Oh, well, thank you, you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It was so fun. All right, everyone. I will talk to you next week. See ya.